come to the front. Parents, if you're here and your, your kid went to camp, we invite you to come up and have a dance with your children. And even if you don't have any kids here, we also invite you to come up and have a good time with us.
Lord, we thank you for what you've done at camp. And Lord, we commit this time to you. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So I actually don't know where this headbanging thing came from, right? So I'm going to like, 
Oh, Zach. Yeah, we'll get Zach up because he's got some care. Right? Zach's got some hair. He's like, put his hand up. He's like, it's me, it's me. We'll grab Jordan up. I want Sheridan to come up because I want to I want to see his. Who wants to see uh, Sheridan's hair flip? Yeah, I want to see it. Oh, come on. Let's give it up for Pastor Sheridan. So I, I actually have no idea where the headbanging started. For some reason, it just... I know, it's more for our entertainment, but um, but uh, we're going to praise God a little bit more and uh, Sheridan's going to lead us in some head banging from his uh, heart. Oh, Jen, Jen, let's talk about Jen. And uh, since we've got our guests, uh, Pastor Phil from TA, oh, let's give uh, TA a... Uh, Come on up, Phil. Hey, Phil and Kathy, fantastic. We're gonna put them in the middle and you guys, Daz, we're hearing Daz. We're hearing Daz to come up. So here we go. So let's go from just before the head banging bit or whenever you can with the backing track. See ya. I'll be paying for that one real shortly. I'm well aware of it. Uh, so you guys can take a seat. Actually, no, wait, wait, wait. just take a seat on the floor, that's fine. And uh, that's gonna speed things up a whole lot later, a little bit. So as you're probably well aware, we uh, have just come back from camp. Uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. We've had uh, Daz come and speak, and uh, absolutely extraordinary. And uh, he's gonna be sharing tonight, so uh, we're in for a great, great night. So uh, welcome, welcome to Activate Church. You're like, that's a pretty weird start. It's always weird when we come back from camp, so it's all good. Don't worry about it. But if this is your first time, we just wanna say a huge welcome to you and uh, that we just wanna get to know you. And one real easy way of getting to know you is if you head to the back, there's some visitor packs. You can grab one, fill in your details and you get free chocolate and no, don't go grab them, all right? New people, right? Okay. So go grab that, fill it in. It's a chance for us to connect with you. And so uh, let's just give a hand to all new people. So good to have you here. And uh, when it comes to chocolate, we love to celebrate as a church birthdays and anniversaries. And so if we've had any birthdays or anniversaries, which I'm... Panache! Come on, my brother. Come join me if you've had a wedding anniversary or a birthday. Jan and Sheridan. Fantastic. Hannah Marsden. Oh, this is great. Very good. How many... How many years, Jan and Sheridan? 24. 24. And uh, our gift was taking your children away on camp. So church, why don't you stand? Uh, we're gonna pray together. The prayer's on the screen if you uh, are unsure of it. So join with me. Father, thank you for your family. 
We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Give these guys a hand. We've got some awesome stuff um, coming up real shortly, and I'm just going to tell you about them. So the first one is we have Shane Willard coming to speak. And uh, we had him about a year ago, and uh, just incredibly challenging and bringing some awesome thoughts. And the whole question that's going to be asked is whose view is right? And, And so this is really aimed at seniors at school and young adults, but it is open to everyone. So make sure you grab one of these flyers. They're on the table at the door. And I really encourage you, if you're a young adult or a senior, you need to be there. Um, and if you're everyone else, you probably need to be there too. Um, so uh, make sure you put that in the diary. Uh, I want everyone to say men. Men, we have the men's breakfast coming up on let me, the 7th of May. It's going to be fantastic. All the girls are giggling when they saw it on the screen. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be informative. It's going to be awesome. And I just read on here when I was reading the flyer, they've got a live stream. That's awesome. I can attend from my bed. This is sweet. But, no. But if you're in Hamilton, you should just come. That's way better because then you you don't actually get the pancakes delivered if you're live streaming. Um, So you need to come. It's going to be awesome. Um, But there are our two highlights. So as I said earlier, um, we have just come back from camp and we've got a few guys that I love to just share a little bit about what God has done in their lives. So I'm going to grab, look at my list. We've got Jess, Mike, Martin and Shannon. If you guys can all come up right now. Come up now. Awesome. So on a Sunday, you guys can come up. On a Sunday morning, um, we do this thing at camp where we pretty much just have an open mic session where youth get to come up. Okay, Ruby renamed it and has just been telling us the whole, it's a tester morning, apparently. Thanks, Ruby. And so we just open the floor up for youth to come and just um, testify what God's done in their life. And, and so all of these four shared this morning, we actually probably had about 40 youth come up and share. And so these guys are just going to share a little bit about what they said uh, this morning, just to give you an idea of what God was doing at camp. And so we're going to start it off with Mike. Awesome. Hey, church family. Hey, that's the one thing that I really that really stuck out to me was like last year at the youth camp it was something that built a breakthrough. But even this camp was just even better. There was a lot more connection, a lot more hunger, and people would just linger around for a touch from God. They'd really press a lot more pressing in, and with what Daz uh, brought, there's a real expectancy for God to move, and God really did turn up. And um, and I just want to also just really honour. Dads, there was a whole heap of response uh, from the young folk, and he said, we've got time at camp because there's no start-finish time, and he really did take the time to personally pray for each, each one, you know, 40, 50, <laughs> and people persevered um, to stick it out to have a uh, personal prayer time, it was really good, and one thing for me, a personal thing for me was, I uh, mentioned about sometimes we've got God in a box and our own perception kind of stuff. And I had a prayer about that, um, 
you know, aspects of permission or am I allowed to do this or that, but a word conviction came. When you have real great conviction, then you're able to break through those kind of uh, things that hold you back. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Um, okay, so, oh, that's loud. Um, so it was a pretty amazing weekend, and naturally I went in there probably like a bunch of other kids, and we didn't expect much to change. We just went there because friends went there and we thought it would be fun. Um, so in the beginning, I've never really put God first. I've always put earthly things before Him, and I really felt it wasn't right one night. Because um, as Proverbs 3 verse 6 says, In everything you do, put God first, and He'll direct you and crown your efforts with success. Um, so it was first and second, oh no, first night, everybody was crying, and I was looking around and wondering, why is this happening? Like, why am I not crying? Um, so suddenly I saw the Holy Spirit in the atmosphere, and I started crying too. Um, I felt tears starting to form when lots of leaders prayed for me. But sometimes they stopped praying, and I was like, is that it? Because the tear hadn't completely come down my face. <laughs> but as um, I heard Daz was going to pray for us, I thought, I thought you know what? He's going to be amazing. I'm going to wait. <laughs> the first hour passed, and I kept waiting. I was very patient. And I thought, while I was waiting, I might as well go out and do something. So I started to pray for some of the other people there. And one of the people I prayed for, prayed for um, I thought I thought quite hard about it and I didn't say anything. I just kept my hand on him and I just let the Holy Spirit flow into him. And a tear started to come down his face and I really felt good about that. And I felt that the Holy Spirit was doing something in me. And that night I really felt the Holy Spirit when I eventually got to Daz and it's really just been great. And now I can finally feel the Holy Spirit burning inside of me. Hi guys, my name is Shannon, but you guys can all call me Shaz. Before, <laughs> before I came to this camp, I just thought, wow, let's go to church, let's preach God, go home, that's it. But after this camp, I've just thought differently about everything. I thought differently about God. He is everywhere. He can do mighty things. The first night, I saw everyone crying. I just, do you want to hug? Let's hug it out. <laughs> I just thought I can just go around hugging people, you know, just to help them out. But then they prayed for me. At first I thought, I'm just going to get prayed for and then everything's going to go fine. I'm not going to cry. Guys, I'm not going to cry. But before camp, I had really low self-esteem. I just didn't feel great about myself. I didn't think I was worth God's time. Now, out of millions of people that are suffering in the world, why would he come to me when I'm not suffering as much as they are? My problem is not big. God can do many things. He can solve any problem, big or small. And I just want you guys to remember that. When I was, when they prayed for me, I got a prophesied over saying that I'm in a dark forest and I'm only using a match to help guide me through it when I need God. God is a lighthouse. He can guide me through it. I do not need the match. I need God. <sighs> I loved everyone praying for me because it gave me a thrill. I felt shivers down my spine. I cried every single time. 
He was he was amazing. He helped me through everything and now I see in a new light. I see that he is there for me no matter what I've been through. I see that I am worth his time. I see that I am a princess. I am his daughter and I am wearing a crown. I am royalty and so is everyone in this room. My self-esteem is high and so is my love for the Lord. I see him in a whole different light and I would just like to thank everyone here for it. Thank you. I promise it's not that long. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Jess, as you probably know. Um, a little bit about me, I'm 14 and I go to Cambridge High. Before camp, I got pictures or wood in my head about someone or for someone. I would be too scared to go up and tell them these things because I thought I'll be rejected or I would just look really stupid. Um, and I was scared that what I said over them wasn't going to come true and that it was just a random word that popped into my head. In Psalm 3, 4, 3 to 4, it says, But you, O Lord, are always my shield from danger. You give me victory and restore my courage. I call to the Lord for help, and from his scarce hill he answers me. We just need to do it. It may mean nothing to you, but everything to that one person. Sometimes he might give us a little bit of insight to help us. He might give us a picture or a word from their past and it will help them. Something will click. With me, as soon as I see that word, I need to tell it to that person. Otherwise, I get scared and I talk myself out of it. The thing is, He is with us and He will give you courage to do it. You just need to take that step of faith. But when I don't do it, that, that is the worst part because I get agitated inside and I feel like I'm not doing something right. Then I had a God encounter at camp and He washed away that fear and He gave me courage to act and be bold in Him. So I encourage you guys to act and be bold in His Word before you overthink, just act. So good. I really hope that paints a picture of what God is, has been doing this weekend for you. And, and as a church, we've been doing take-home questions. And uh, here's a good take-home question if your kid was at youth. What did God do in your life? And start to have that conversation. Actually ask them about it because... Um, I can tell you that there's so many people that were sharing this morning and they've got a story. And we talked about the power of that story, the power of you speaking out what God's doing. So I encourage you as families, as parents, that's your question for tonight and this week is what, what God's been doing. But we're going to continue in our worship now. So if you guys would love to stand, we're going to hand it back over to the band. Who uh, This is a youth band, by the way. And so uh, they're incredible. And... Uh, They've been serving us all weekend and done a, a huge, just an awesome job. And uh, so we just want to say thank you to all of you guys as well. Cheers. Awesome. Some amazing testimonies over this weekend. Yeah. Who's ready for another great night? Cool. Send us into some worship.
There's nothing worth more I could ever come close Nothing can compare You're our living Lord Your presence, Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves And my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence Holy Spirit Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory, God, is what I was long for To be overcome by Your presence, Lord Your presence, Lord Experience the 
But what it declares is that what God has done, God, what God has done for this world, wherever you find yourself, wherever you find yourself going through, it is finished means that it has been paid for. There's already victory over it. So as we come today, I want to declare over this place, it is a place that Jesus has already won the victory, won the victory in your life, when the victory over your circumstances that God has got your back, that no matter what you're going through. So this is my prayer for, for us as a church tonight is that we would be open. Lord God, I pray that, Lord, we would open our hearts to You, Lord. And those things that may not feel finished, Lord, tonight we would know that You finished them in the Spirit. Lord, upon that cross, You finished it. Lord, You gained and won the victory over death itself, Lord. And so, Lord, I just declare that this is a place that we are all open, Lord, for You to speak. Lord, for You to move. Lord God, and for You to change our lives again. Lord, by the love and the power of Your Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, we, we give You this time. And everyone said, Amen. I mean, you guys can take a seat. You've been awesome. Thanks, band. You guys are awesome. It's fantastic. It's been our absolute privilege to have a, uh, an incredible man come and share, share with us for the weekend. And I just met him on Friday night. And instantly, um, you know, there was just, I knew he was going to be awesome. As soon as he said he was from Christchurch, I was like, yo, he's, got, he's the man. And it's going to be good. Uh, but honestly, Daz, it's been huge having you here, and uh, I want to thank you so much, and as we invite you up to share, uh, I just want to say thank you, and thank you for your heart, thank you for what you've brought. going to be awesome. Hey, uh, this camp that I've just done with these amazing young people was, um, thank you so much, it was really powerful for me as well. Like, I heard these testimonies this morning, and I do quite a few camps, and I can tell you right now, I have never been at a camp where someone would wait three hours for me to get to pray for them. And, and not go out and start getting onto Twitter, not go out and start getting onto Facebook, but to just be in the presence of God, worshipping God. The band were just phenomenal. They just kept jamming and jamming and jamming. And these kids were just totally getting lost in Jesus. And I was praying for these kids. And then I'd go, cool, and here's another one. And I'd start praying for them. And I was expecting the kids that I'd prayed for to go and sit down. But they'd just stay there under the presence of God. Because you see, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's so about Jesus. And Jesus was just spilling His Spirit out on these kids. And it was phenomenal for me to watch. It was such a privilege. It was awesome. And I'm going to talk a little bit tonight about evangelism. I love evangelism. 
And you know what? My hat is a fantastic evangelism tool. Because, you know, with evangelism, we don't want to get weird. You know, the best key for evangelism is just to smile at someone and just be nice and don't be weird. But they, these caps are amazing. I was in the Wellington airport a couple of weeks ago, and this dude came up to me, and he goes, hey, bro, I like your hat. It's a real take, isn't it? And I said, really? Do you really like it? He goes, oh, yeah, it's classic, mate. I said, awesome. I love Jesus with all my heart. And Jesus loves you so much. So he came up to me. They're like a magnet. They're like an evangelism magnet. I love them. And I'm going to give this away. I'm going to give this away to one of the young ladies that would wear this proudly, that would be walking through the shopping mall wearing her Jesus cap and thinking, hey, man, this is a cool thing. Who's, who wants it? First one up here. Oh. Awesome. That's so cool. Hey, uh, 10 years ago, I met Pastor Jan and Pastor... Pastor Jan, that's amazing. <laughs> that's very exciting. Come on. <laughs> Pastor Jan and Pastor Sheridan. And, uh, you know, I got saved in Wollongong 20 years ago. I was a drunken wreck in the gutter, and I just had a supernatural encounter with God. And I want to tell you, tonight could be your night for a supernatural encounter with God. So I go into this church in Wollongong. I didn't even want to be there, man. I just went in. I had shots in my arms to go to Indonesia. And uh, so I was all sick, and I went in with a Christian guy. And I was sitting in this church, and I just felt the manifest presence of God. No one was talking to me. No one was witnessing to me. No one was laying hands on me. The Holy Ghost was doing what the Holy Ghost does. He was touching one of his kids. And you know that word encounter means to accidentally bump into. I accidentally bumped into God that night, but He did not accidentally bump into me. And that night changed my life. That night totally changed my life. It was amazing. And then I, I just came back to New Zealand and, and it was cool and just started doing a lot of evangelism and, and, and it was awesome. And then you see, I haven't forgotten, I started the story talking about you, it's going somewhere. And then you see, about five or six years in, I found myself in a situation that just totally broke my heart. And at the time I was in full-time ministry and my wife had lost her she was in the shower and I heard her scream and I went in and, and she'd given birth to my baby and my baby was dead and it totally broke my heart. And I got so angry with God, man. And if you guys have that situation where you get angry with God, God is a big God. He's such a big God. And, you know, and I, I just decided, God, I'm not going to talk to you now. And for two years, I didn't talk to him at all. Didn't want to. And I was quite happy not talking to him, but I, I loved worship music. It was very frustrating. <laughs> so when I would listen to worship music, I still wasn't worshiping him, but I'd be listening to this worship music and I'd just start crying because worship is just so beautiful. And I was driving down Manchester Street. That's a street in town in Christchurch. And I was driving my truck. I, at the time, I owned a business called The Poo Man. And I was driving my poo truck down... Uh, down uh, Manchester Street, and I looked over at this church, and the Holy Spirit, because we hadn't, we, we were having a bit of time out, and uh, he hadn't spoken to me for a wee while, and I hadn't spoken to him, he said, you need to go to that church, I went, whoa, 
Man, that's God. This is exciting. So I went home and said to my wife, we're going to church on Sunday. So Sunday comes and we put our best clothes on. You know, you guys do that, eh? Your best shoes and your best pants. Yep. So we jump in the car and we head to church. This is awesome. We're off to church. I haven't been to church in a few years. And we pull up outside the church. And uh, the old city church, the, the, the entrance was on the footpath. And I was watching all these Christians walking in. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what? We've done it. And she said, what? Well, we did it. God said, you need to go to that church. He never actually said, you need to go inside of it. So I thought, that's cool. So we just sat there for about 15 minutes and just waving at the lovely Christian people that were going in. And then we did a UE and went home. And then the next Sunday, we did it again. But this time we went inside the building and I met your awesome pastors. And you know what, man? They loved they totally loved me. They thought I was cool. And we had a lot of lunches together. We met the boys. The boys were heavily into Star Wars. Love, absolutely loved Darth Vader and Stormtroopers. And then I met this man here. And now this guy today is my best friend in the world. And I met him at City Church in Christchurch, Peter Dobbs. So uh, it's such a privilege to be here tonight. And uh, there's a wee bit of history for you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for what you've done in the last couple of days. Father, and I just pray for every young person that was in that camp, that you would just keep pouring out your spirit on them and just keep loving them and just keep wrapping your arms around them. And Father, we pray for every person in this auditorium right now. I thank you that they're here under divine appointment. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty. So the um, what I want to talk to you guys tonight about is that no one is that lost that they can't be found. Absolutely no one is that lost that they can't be found. You're probably thinking of people in your mind now that you know that are not living for Jesus that are really struggling in life, that maybe have massive addictions, may have this or that, I want to tell you right now, they're not too lost that they can't be found. No one is that broken that they can't be fixed. No one is that hurt that they can't be healed. Because I tell you what, man, we serve an almighty God who's a big dude. I told the youth at the camp in Revelation, I just love this so much, in his right hand, he holds seven stars. That's a big hand, man. That big thing that we don't look at because it hurts our eyes, that's one star. And in the galaxy, that's actually quite a small star. I want to tell you that Jesus Christ holds seven in his hands. He is a big dude. No one is that far lost that they can't be found. God is so out of a box and he loves every single person. He loves you guys so much. He loves me so much. He's amazing. I had, a, I had an encounter. I'm going to share a couple of stories. And uh, I had an encounter in January that really rocked me. And it really made me just that no one is that lost that they can't be found. This, this here is how it just, God really spoke to me in January. I'd been saying to people in November and December with all the ISIS stuff, and I know you shouldn't really say ISIS in church, but I'm going to. 
I was saying to people, I want to get into the mosque in Christchurch and I want to tell people about Jesus in the mosque. I want to tell these poor ladies that Jesus loves them so much and their daughters. I want to tell these guys that Jesus is the way to the Father. And I was getting really fired up about it and I was telling some Christian friends and they're going, whoa, no way, don't do it, man. Don't do it. You know what happens if you go in there that's not good, man. And I just had this Holy Ghost fire in me that I was going to go into this mosque, but I wanted to do it in the right spirit. I wanted to go in there and not cause a scene. I wanted to go in there and share a bit of love, share a bit of Jesus. You know, just go in there and be normal. You know, as Christians, it's okay to be normal because sometimes, especially with evangelism, it can get weird. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. It happened two weeks ago, 10 days ago. It was so weird. There's an evangelist, a full-time evangelist dude. No names, no cities. And uh, and he's been saying, I want to have a coffee, I want to have a coffee. And it just happens that we decided to catch up for a coffee in a mall. And I got that hat. Where's that hat? I got that hat made and some T-shirts. And as I was... was, um, so I said to him, hey, mate, before we have a coffee, I just want to get these hats done. Then when we have the coffee, after coffee, I'm going to pick up the hats. He goes, yep, sweet. So, so we go in there, and I, I said to the lady, she was probably 22, 24 years old, a lovely little Asian lady, and um, young girl. And uh, I told her what I wanted, and she was going, oh, yep, cool. And she's just typing in the keyboard, and the counter's here. And so as she's typing away, I'm just talking to her and, and everything. And one of the T-shirts for a friend of mine said... Christ is life. And uh, that was a t-shirt that he wanted, so I wanted to get it made for him. So I said to her, and I said, hey, I believe, and I just said it really quietly. I said, I believe when you type in Christ is life, that God is going to touch your heart because Jesus loves you so much. She didn't say one thing. She didn't even look at me. She just kept doing that. And my new friend who I'm having a coffee with was maybe a meter or so away. And I'm just typing. And she's just typing, just typing. And I could just feel the Holy Ghost. And I said to her, you know what I feel? I feel that you're dead to some stuff that you should never have done. And God saw that happen. And God loves you so much. And God just wants to wrap his arms around you and just love you so much. So just speaking like this, just speaking life into her heart. And as she's doing this, she's still doing it. She still hadn't looked up. I could just see these tears start rolling down her cheeks. I just keep saying, God loves you so much. And she's just still typing, just still typing. Then she started wiping her eyes. And the guy that I was with put this track on the, on the, on the counter. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye. And it said something like, follow Christ or go to hell. And I just grabbed that track and stuck it in my pocket. And I was just so angry. I mean, the Holy Ghost was ministering beautifully to this young lady. And he's throwing a, a track about hell in her face. Hello? So then we, we just left, and I said, I'll come back and see you when I pick them up. And then as we went and had a coffee, I just said, hey, bro, that was absolutely disgusting. And I opened this track, and I said, there's nothing about the love of Jesus in here. There's nothing about the love of Christ in here. And I screw it up and threw it away, and the coffee didn't let you go that well. But, but the key thing is, it's all about love. This whole thing is all about love. Because if we've got love in us, we've got Christ in us, the hope of glory. He wants to come out. Okay? Come on, man. We need to get this. Man, we could totally see this nation turned around if we just started loving people. 
You know, we see the solo mum in the supermarket struggling with her three kids. Just go and help her. Or go and pay for her groceries. We see a, a, a kid at school, one of your friends, and they fall over. I tell you what, I'm getting so excited, I reckon my eye's going to get healed. And they fall over, and you're the one that picks them up. And you pick them up, and you just stand here. I'll do it on the stage so you can see. Okay, so they fall over. You pick them up at school. You just stand there and just go, in Jesus' name, I ask you to heal this knee. That's simple. That is Christianity. Come on. So anyway... So I really wanted to get into the mosque and I wanted to share a bit of love in the mosque. I really did. And I was getting a little bit of flack and that's okay. And then the first week back from our Christmas, uh, your Christmas, New Year's break, we get a phone call. Hello, it's Muhammad here. How are you? Oh, hello, Muhammad. Well, we've got blocked drains. And I said, Muhammad, where are you from? I'm from the Dean's Ave Mosque. Wow. This is awesome, man. This is so cool. This is God opening the door. And I was so excited, man. I was that excited, I thought my head was going to pop. So I'm driving into the mosque, had worship music going. I'm just absolutely pumped. I get to the mosque, and I take my shoes off just to be respectful. And I said, Muhammad, I love God too. And he said, awesome. He took me on a tour of the mosque. Man, it broke my heart. You know, the, they have these little squares and you can only pray in this particular square on the carpet. It was heavy, man. And I just started sharing my story with Muhammad. And every time I, I wouldn't say Jesus, I just kept saying God. It was kind of like a bit of Holy Ghost wisdom. It's kind of what Peter tries to teach me, Holy Ghost wisdom. <laughs> We're planning a trip to Pakistan, Peter and I, do a bit of ministry evangelism stuff over there. And he's very concerned that I'll do a bit of street preaching or preaching in the airport or or even the Jesus freak there you're concerned about, aren't you? I have to wear a hoodie or something. Anyway, so I just started sharing, and, and it was awesome. And I said, I said, Muhammad, how many young people do you have? And he said, we have over 100 young people. I said, that is amazing. Could I come and tell, you, tell them my story, how I met God 20 years ago in Willingall? And he goes, yes. And I said, could I do it here? And he said, No. No, you can't do it in the temple. I went, oh, okay, where can I do it? He said, in the car park. And I, like I told the young people last night, I love open-air preaching. As a matter of fact, I was going through Northlands Mall to get a, a DVD, and as I'm walking through the, 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 the food court, and I'm listening to music, Christian songs about my Jesus, I was absolutely pumped, man. And they're singing, and I'm a fantastic singer, as I showed you guys over the weekend. They're singing, Hop now here, the angels sing, a new king born today. They're singing those Christmas carols right through the mall. And I jump up on a chair, and I said, G'day, guys, my name's Des. I'm in love with a man. And everyone just went, oh. Well, then you could just see that there was ladies putting their hands over their kids' head, over their ears, because they're thinking, oh my goodness, this guy's coming out or something. And they, I could just see the awkwardness of it. And I said, and I walked through this mall today, and they're, they're singing songs about Jesus. I want you to know I love Jesus so much, and He loves you. Have an awesome Christmas. And then I got down off the chair, went and got the DVD, and it wasn't until I got in the car, I went, Wow, that was intense. That was cool. Because Christianity is so not boring. 
It's exciting, man. So anyway, I'm in the mosque, which is a really cool place for a Christian to be. And uh, you're not going to believe it. Have a guess. What do you think happened? It's going to blow your mind. You ready? Get this. I'm in the mosque. A hearse pulls up. And I totally believe that the Holy Ghost in me can raise people from the dead. Amen? All of us. If we're born again, spirit-filled Christians, we can heal the sick. We can raise the dead. We can cast out demons. Amen? Come on. Let's get excited about this. This, the God that we serve holds seven sons in his hand. He's a big dude, man. So they, they, they wear all this hearse in, and I'm still very respectful. So I'm just trying to angle my shadow so it hits the thing like that. It looked a bit weird. I was just trying to get the shadow on the body, and that didn't work so much, so, uh, so well. So then I thought, right. So I went outside, and I carried on doing a bit of work. And uh, we had an event a few months six months ago, and we had Jesus Culture over, and Scott Thompson, phenomenal preacher. I hung out with him for a couple of weeks, and one thing that he told me, he said he preaches this, this, this message in a, just a, an amazing story. This little baby fell into a pool, totally dead. This young girl went to a Jesus, a Jesus Culture conference, just, see, just happened to be walking past the pool, divine appointment, hello, the baby's fully dead, and she just, because the, the key phrase is, not on my watch. And she just bends down, prays for this little baby. The baby starts coughing, comes back to life. Awesome. So I was outside, and I know there's this dead Muslim man. And I just had this thing in my spirit, not on my watch. Not on my watch. And I knew that God wanted me to go into the mosque. And I, and I just knew that I had to do something. So I walked back in. And this time, I think I started to get a little annoyed. And uh, I said, her shoes off. And I said, hi, guys. And by this time, they'd started their ceremony because, man, how sad is this? The dude had been dead for five days, and they were having a ceremony, so, and they were hoping he'd go to paradise. Man, with Jesus, there's no hoping you'll go to paradise. With Jesus, your name gets written in this book. It's called the Book of Life. I want to ask you tonight, is your name in that book? Because I'm going to give you an opportunity in five, ten minutes. If you do not know Jesus or you're away from Jesus, tonight is your night. And then I'm also going to give another opportunity. I just want, I want to prepare you. I don't want you to freak out in 10 minutes. I want to pray for people tonight, and I want to break fear off your life. And I want to impart God courage. It's amazing. So what happened? I said, hey, guys, I love God. And they were going, hmm? And I said, I'd love to pray for your friend. And they said, yes, you can. And I thought, Yes! So I wandered over and he was on a stretcher just with a sheet on him. And I pulled this, the thing back and man, my heart was racing. I was just so desperate for this dude to start coughing and come back to life. And I put my hands on his head and, the, 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 and I just started praying to Jesus. I started praying that the Holy Ghost would lift him up. And I just kept praying and kept praying. And I just looked around and the, my friends the, and the, and the, that were his friends were all on phones. Going, do, 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 do. I think they started freaking out. And what it was, it was one Christian man who's not a superhero. He's just a man that loves Jesus. And he believes that no one is that far gone that they can't be saved. No one is that lost they can't be found. No one is that broken that they can't be fixed. 
And I'm praying for this Muslim man. I've got tears rolling down my cheeks because I totally believe that God could have raised him up. But you see, the thing is, the bit that I want you guys to get, he didn't come back to life. And we know what the Bible says if you do not know Jesus. But what I want you guys to know tonight, if there's people in your world that don't know Jesus, that they're breathing air on planet Earth, this is a good place to start, amen? Come on. Because I totally believe that fear holds so many Christians back, man. Because he's a lion from the tribe of Judah. And he's as gentle as a lamb. You know, if we can get that, that we go into the street, we go into the school, we go into the malls, and we have a living God in us, man, you, you just start stepping out and you start seeing things and it's going to blow your world apart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Can we just have uh, Matthew 9.37? Up on the board, please. Nice. That's probably been there the whole time, has it? <laughs> awesome. I love that. <clears throat> no one is that lost that they can't be found. And I want to tell you tonight that fear is false evidence appearing real. There's a dude in the Bible, this is my last story. His name's Blind Bartimaeus, and I love him. And I think we need to take something from his story. Because you see, he was so blind. Yeah, if the musos come up, that'd be great. What we can take from Blind Bartimaeus is he was fully blind. He, he was begging for money. I probably thought laser surgery or something, I don't know. But he's begging every day to get money. And he heard that Jesus was coming along the road. He heard that Jesus was coming. He heard the commotion. And he thought, you know what? I'm not going to let this opportunity go by. I'm going to do something. And he started yelling out, Jesus, son of David, over here, have mercy on me. It'd be great. Which even that in itself was blaspheming in, in, in that particular time. And then the Christians that were with Jesus, all his mates were just saying, hey man, be quiet. It's Jesus. Jesus Nazareth coming through, man. But he kept yelling even louder. And I want to ask you tonight, when people tell you to shut up, what do you do? Do you shut up and go, okay, sorry. Or do you go, sorry. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus over here. Or do you go, sorry, okay. Sorry, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be very passive. No way, man. Because what he did, he just got louder and louder and bolder and bolder. And then Jesus comes over and says, bring him to me. Bartimaeus stands in front of him. He's got all this goo and stuff all over his face. They didn't have medical science like they do today. Jesus said, what can I do for you? I mean, hello. You could see he was very blind. And he said, I want to see. And he said, your faith has healed him. And then he went and followed Jesus because he did something. Guys, if you want to see your friends saved, it's time to do something. It's time to go and start loving them. It's time to go and just be nice, normal friends. Flick them an email. Do something nice. Bake them a cake. That is the most amazing key for evangelism. It's just to go and be nice and love people. 
Can we do that? Let's so do that, eh? Because we do that, man. You, I've got stories after... Peter and I have been logging some stories. And uh, I've got stories after stories. And my stories are so cool and they're so awesome to me, but they're because I love the person that's standing in front of me. And their eternity is so important to me. And I've had people that have tried to, try to mould me and sort of change me. And maybe you need to speak more like this, Darren. I said to my pastor a couple of weeks ago, I said, I wish I wasn't, but I can't help it. People's eternity is just such a massive thing in my life. I'm concerned about people's eternity everywhere I go. I can't turn it off. It's actually in my DNA because eternity is the wrong thing to be wrong about. Everyone stand up, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, if you do not know Jesus in here tonight, now is your opportunity. If you do not know Jesus as your personal saviour, as your best friend, he's such an amazing friend. I'd like you to put your hand up for me. Awesome. If you have been struggling with your, your walk with Jesus, and like I explained it when I started, sometimes it's tough, man. And if that spoke to you and you've been struggling a bit, I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to speak some life into you. In Jesus' name. If that's you, I want to see your hand, please. Awesome, guys. That's so awesome. You know what? He is a good, good father. He's such a good dad and he loves us so much. So what I'm going to do, when the band starts singing, you guys that put your hand up, if you just come down here, come down this side here and I just want to pray for you. So awesome. And if we can just get into a bit of an atmosphere of worship, and then what I want to do, if fear is holding you back in your Christian life, if you've got these barriers that are holding you back, man, I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for you and I want to break it off your life in Jesus' name. And I want to impart silver and gold I have not, but what I have I can give to you. And I believe God has given me a boldness and I just want to impart it into your life tonight. Is that exciting? Far out, man, that excites me. You've got no idea. So take it away, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Sweet. And I surrender all to you. And everything I give to you. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, and I surrender all to you. 
everything I give to you Withholding nothing 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 And I surrender all to you And everything I give to you One thing I, I guess I've experienced over my life is when you get older, I wouldn't say it gets easier. And uh, so I'll speak to the adults for a little bit. Is the youth have had courage all weekend to respond and say, man, I, I don't have, I, I've got fear about sharing my faith. 
I've got sheer, I've got fear about stepping into the boldness. And so to speak, to speak to you, I want to ask you the question. Is there a bit of fear at work? Is there a bit of fear maybe even talking with your kids or broaching something? I'll just leave it as a question and you can respond how you want, but it's a good question to ask. I'm going to pray and and we're going to close off the service. But um, I'd just like to thank you for coming. Thank you for coming tonight. And and if you're a parent, I'd like to thank you for letting your child attend um, this camp this weekend. Um, as a church we love to be purposed about our giving and, and you can do that on your way out and uh, as um, as we close up the service Daz has been an incredible gift to us and uh, we would like to take up an offering um, for Daz as a, to, to um, just bless him and so the offering bags are going to be handed around and the band's going to continue to play and so you can stay in this moment as long as you need to and this will be a place that you can come but thank you for coming to church and uh, hope to see you next week and um, yeah I just encourage you to respond Lord God I thank you for your church Lord Lord God I thank you for what you're doing Lord your love your power and your grace Lord, I, I just pray a blessing on every single person here as we go away this week. We would have the courage to be bold, to live out our faith and, and, and listen to your voice and respond to it this week as we go out. So thank you for what you've been doing. Lord, thank you for Daz and the gift that he's brought from you. And Lord, we give you all the honour and all the glory. Amen. Amen. Awesome. On a side note, for parents, all of the gear is at the back, so if you want to drive around um, and all of that, if you want any other questions, um, come see me. But thank you for coming this week. I uh, pray that uh, the service has been, uh, this gathering has been a blessing to you, and we'll see you next week.